there is a tremendous amount of halachas that we have to get into when it comes to Shavuos. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Minhagim, and we'll mention just one more. But uh, there is just so much halachas that we have to go through, not just Basa Vacholov, uh, but there is a lot. And we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to start going through some of the Hilchas uh, Brachas Shailas that come up. That's a common one. Uh, the other ones that come after Hilchas Brachas are going to be the halachas of Yontav, which are going to all of us. Uh, in regards to preparing from one day Yontif to another day Yontif, for most of you that have two days of Yontif, and of course, Erev Tavshilin, which actually applies to all of us, right, by Pesach, I don't know if you remember, but I actually gave Shum on this on Pesach, before Pesach, because it was negated to you guys on Chutzot, but now nobody is being spared, we all have to know Hilchas Erev Tavshilin, because it's negated to everybody, it's two days, Friday and Shabbos, and therefore we're going to have to know all the halachas and how it's negated to us, on a very practical level, and then obviously to go through a little bit more of Inyonim of Shavuos, which we'll go through as well. So, we'll start with the uh, very and most important Inyan on Shavuos, obviously after learning Torah, and that is the Inyan of eating cheesecake, right? That is a very, very big minig in Klal Yisrael, very important minig in Klal Yisrael. And, um, what's the Makar? So, there is a Ramah, maybe, I'll, maybe it's good for me to quote to you the Ramah, that talks about this in Tov Tzali Dalet, Siv Gimel, where he goes through this inning, because I think it's important for us just to understand the source, you know, we always like to know what we're doing and why we do it. So, the Ramah says like this, and it's, you know, basically uh, coming off of the Ramah that we mentioned yesterday, which was in regards to decorating the shuls and our homes with greenery, flowers and trees. So Ramah says like this, to eat um, dairy products, biyom rishon shoshvus. Interesting, interesting. The Ramah writes only on the first day of shvus. Oh, many people have a meaning on both days, um, but that's what the Ramah at least writes. Seems to me the reason is we know that on leil haseda. We have on our Seder plate, we have two types of foods. We have one of them is Zecha of the Korban Pesach, and one is a Zecha of the Korban Chagiga. Cain says the Ramah, We first have milk, or dairy products, and then we have our meat. And obviously we all know the halacha is, in the end of Yerodeus, that if you have milk and then you have meat, you cannot use the very same bread. You have to change breads. You can't use the same bread you're eating at that meal to that meal. So obviously you have to change your bread. And since you change your bread and bring another bread onto the table, and the table is which is why the Halgach Sam Soifa was... Uh, explaining the meaning of Klal Yisrael, which many people have, not everybody, and that is to throw the bread. You ever saw people? They throw the bread, you know, they cut a mochi, and they throw, throw. And people are like, oh, you know how to do that. Resign to the purse. You don't know the Chassam Saifa. The Chassam Saifa says it's a din zvicha. You're spritzing on the Mizbeach. Just like zvicha, we just learned that in the Mishnah, the end of the first parak of Kiddushin, that there's a zvicha, there's a din of spritzing on the Mizbeach, and the throwing of bread is similar to that, and that's why people do it. But don't come on him. Just goes us to prove again. There's always a makar for everything that Klali Sol do. Isn't that incredible? Except for a few things. But we're not going to go through that whole shmuz again. So Kaponim the Ramah says very clearly that it's a zeicha for the Shteh Alechem that they had. 
ויש בזה איזה קורן לשתי הלחם, שהיום הקריבים ביום הביקורים. אייט שבורס was the time of the ביקורים. Klal Yisrael brought two lechem, two breads that comes together with the Bikurim, and that's the reason for the dairy products. Rabbi say, isn't that amazing? This goes to prove what I've always been saying. You guys know what I've been saying, right? You know exactly what I'm going to say right now. Come on, guys. There's way more of a makar to eat cheesecake on Hanukkah than there is on Shavuos. And the makar is this Ramah, Rabbi say. The Ramah tells us the whole reason that he thinks that we eat dairy on Shavuos don't do shvuas be'etzem, the cheese be'etzem. Don't do dairy stuff. It's a hechetimtza to bring two loaves of bread. It's a hechetimtza to bring another loaf of bread. So if you theoretically, according to the reason of the Ramah, you have, you know, cheesecake for Kiddush after staying up all night, you make Kiddush, have some cheesecake, go to sleep, wake up three hours later and have a suda with meat, you won't really yotza the Ramah. Because the whole reason is that you eat milchiks, change the tablecloth, change the whole silverware situation from milchiks to fleshiks, and then bring yourself another loaf of bread, another lechem mishnah, because you can't use the same bread that you use from a milchik part to the fleshik part. That's what he says. So, it's, it's, according to the Ramah, at least, it's no real reason to do a shvurus or to do a dairy, per se. It's just a way of bringing two loaves of bread. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that like, that's what we have as almost the last zeicher of shvurus is, oh, cheesecake time, right? Go look at the, all, the, all the, mag- the women magazines. They're all busy now with recipes of 18 different types of layers of cheesecake, as if like this is the mitzvah that we have because there's nothing else. We'll discuss that, by the way. Now, Agav, there are other reasons as well, of course, and we'll mention them now as well, at least some of them. There are approximately 17 or 18 reasons. We're not going to go through all of them. The Mishra for example, brings B'Shem Godel Echod. We don't know who that is. But he brings B'Shem Godel Echod that, of course, this is the famous one, that the Kalisol uh, didn't know Hilcha Shrita because they just got taught Hilcha Shrita at Sinai. They didn't know Hilcha's Hagola. They didn't have a cash all their Kalim. So if that's the case, they were stuck. So they could only be, you know, that, have a Yontav Suda with pasta and cheese. Can you imagine what I say? So that was what was going on in the time of Havsina. Uh, the Kolboy, which the Mr. Bruce got in Yudgimel, by the way, in Tonsal brings. And the Kolboy said to Rishon, the Kolboy says that Torah is compared to Cholov, to milk, and therefore we eat it the covered ha Torah. The Beisalevi. The Beis HaLevi wants to say that there's a Medrash, uh, which we mentioned already previously, but there's another version to the Medrash that when Moshe Rabbeinu came to get the Torah, the Malachim said, what's going on? And, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu answered and said, well, because of Basavacholov, so because of the whole Kabbalah Torah came about, the, that we mentioned that um, the whole Kabbalah Torah came because of Basavacholov, so we want to mention that, we want to remember that, that's why Shavuos would do that. The Mati Moshe, Brings down the Rashi Tevis of Cholov. Come on, guys, you know the Rashi Tevis of Cholov, right? Nun Ches Lamed Base. What are the Rashi Tevis of Cholov? Hello, guys. Goodness gracious. Chadosha Lashem B'Shvuy Seichem, and therefore Cholov. Sefer Nezirah Shimshon. Right, very very big into the uh, the latest trend is to learn Sefer Nezirah Shimshon because we found that it's a scholar for everything good, so therefore it must be good. So Loisa Vashel. Is by Shvuas or Bikurim. We do Basavacholov for that reason as well. Also, milk cannot be stored in gold and silver kalim. It has to be stored in plain, regular kalim. Torah cannot be stored with gold and silver people. It has to be stored in regular, normal people. The day that Moshe was found, Rabbi Sai, Moshe Rabbeinu. When was Moshe found by Basia? You know the whole Meister with the outstretched arm business. When was that? Obviously, Shvuas. And therefore, 
That's the day that she tried to milk him, tried to give him milk, and she wasn't able to until the Moshe Rabbeinu's mother had to come along and actually nurse the baby. Uh, Simcha Syantov is interesting, and we'll talk about that as well, uh, with, with regards to what do we do with Simcha Syantov, because with Simcha Syantov Pashtus, the Rambam Baskins, which is a shayla, if it's not this manazeh, of whether or not we need Basa in order to be Yaitza. So basically, to uh, sum up, we've got many, many reasons why we eat milk. The Ramot brings the main one, which is, as we mentioned, was just as a said to bring two breads, which is very important to remember if you are splitting the meal from milkiks and then moving on to fleshiks, that you have to bring another, uh, another, what's it called, another bread. That's a very, very important thing. The Gemara in Psachin Kuftes tells us that um, nowadays... The Ein Simcha Ella Yayin, not Basa, Yayin. Shulchan Aruch also doesn't really bring meat, but many of the Gedoli Poskim say yes, that there is an obligation, there is a mitzvah for a person dafka to eat meat on Yontuf. That's what it is. According to most Poskim, the mitzvah of eating meat is both by night and by day. It's not by one or the other. Even though we know by Shabbos, if a person has, for example... Um, a nicer food, when should, he, when should he eat it? Friday night or Shabbos day? So most people have a mistake and they think, well, Friday night's the Ikasuda. Shabbos day is like a meal. You sort of wake up and you yawn a bit, you make a kiddish, have a little something, you go back to bed. No, it doesn't work that way. Shabbos day is the Ikasuda of Shabbos, not Friday night. So when it comes to Yontav, in fact, both night and day are included. It's interesting, there's a Shagis Aryeh that writes that the night is only a Chi of Midrabonon of Simcha and by day is a Mitzvah Doraisa of Simcha, which is why the stipler, and many people have this minig, is and was to eat, uh, which is probably Reb Chaim Kanievsky's minig as well, was to eat the milchiks by night, not by day, because by day it was choshish of the shagasari that there's a chiv daraisa to eat, uh, of simcha at least, which maybe you can make that with meat, and therefore because of that, he wanted to make sure to have it by... Um, to have it by, by night and not by day. Other people have the Suda by day. I don't think we can say there's a right or wrong over here, because Minigis here, whatever your Minigis, whatever you do is absolutely fine. What I think most of the Gedolim didn't, did in this Indian was, is they did what I mentioned before, is that, you know, after staying up all night or whatever it is, after Shachris, you make Kiddush, you bring out the cheesecake blinzers, whatever it is, you make your, you know, you have your milchik, quote unquote, Suda, and your yotes, the milchiks, and then you have a break, obviously, and then you go on to the regular. That is the minig of a lot of people. But again, whichever way you do, you're pretty much okay. But now going on to the actual some halachas that come together to this. Is what bracha do you make on cheesecake anyway? What bracha do you make on cheesecake? It's always a question. It's always a problem when you get to, you know... I'll give you an example. You know, this, this is shayla that comes up all the time. Baruch Hashem. Uh, to somebody happened just mamish this week. That uh, the pocket halacha series was zoicha to get a new sponsor for uh, this wonderful book, The Ick of a Toffel Sefer. Baruch Hashem, it's been out of print for a while. And Baruch Hashem, just this week, we got somebody who rededicated it, re-sponsored it, and it's very, very exciting, because that is where this halacha comes from. And it's always a question, you know, you have a, a fruit salad, and this fruit salad has within it things that are hadama and her eights. Right, you've got bananas you've got in there, you've also got strawberries, you've also got pears, and you've got apples and oranges and grapes. You've got a mixture of all sorts of things. What bracha are you making? So the mistake that most people have is, oh, I'll just make a bracha on both of them, right? I'll take out a piece of the banana, I'll make the hadama. I'll take a piece of the apple, I'll make the ha'it. And this way, I'm yoitz of both. That's you wrong. You're not allowed to do that. The Prima Godim in the Orochayim Simen Reishri base says that once you have a mixture, you cannot take out one thing and make a bracha on that. It became a mixture. And therefore, if that's true, then we're going to have to ask ourselves a shayla. You have cheesecake. 
most cheesecake, and this is true, this is true, this is true to many of the things. Even cheese blintzers is a similar shayla, right? What's a blintzer? A blintzer is normally made of flour with eggs and other things, whatever, and you wrap some cheese in there, whatever it is, and you eat it. So what brocha are you making? So maybe over there you could say that's more blintzer than cheese. But when it comes to a cheesecake, you know, most cheesecakes are decent cheesecake. It's got a thin layer of mazonas and a big layer of cheese. Of course, unless you buy in a shop where they're going to give you more mazonas than cheese because it's cheaper. But in most cases, that's going to be the situation. What brocha am I making? So you'll tell me, What's the problem? You go bust at the rife. And Be'etzim, you're right. Right? The Shulchanar paskins this way in seven ratio base that you normally go with the rife. So therefore, going back to the fruit salad, if the rife of the item is Ho'etz product, if you've got more apples, oranges, uh, peaches, pears, whatever, and you've got a little bit of, you know, uh, some uh, some banana slices in there as well, so since the rife is Ho'etz, of course you'll be making Ho'etz. No Shiloh whatsoever. The Orach HaShulchan says, make sure when you take the spoon, you put a bit of the banana and the apple together on the same spoon when you make that original eighth, this is where you ate to both of them. But of Kaponim, that would be our case over here. Problem being, we have a Mishnah, right? A Mishnah that we're all familiar with. It's a Mishnah in Sechtus Prochus. And that Mishnah says, Kol That means any time that you have one of the five species, the five uh, uh, grains, then you have to make a bracha on that. That always wins. Mazonus always wins. So if Mazonus always wins, I'm stuck over here. I have a cheesecake with Mazonus on the bottom, right, the layer, the bottom layer of Mazonus, and then at the top, you've got a big thick layer of cheese. So what am I going to do over here? Now, that's going to be the problem. I've got Mazonus that wins, but I've got Rove of the cheese. It's almost like I remember when I went through the Shaila with that going to Godel of Israel Obach Shlita. So I went through this Shaila, went through many of the Shailas, and many of them are printed in the book. But we asked, I asked the Shaila about a steak salad. It's very okay. You go to, a, I said to him, you go to a restaurant. Don't know, that was the first hurdle I had to get rid of. Restaurant? Why would you go to a restaurant? He had no, he had no idea. Why would you, why would you go out of your house to go to a restaurant when you could just eat at home? Like, you know, this is a Yid Rabbi Sai who grew up in the house of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach, who grew up in the house of Rabbi Yashiv. He didn't understand why on earth a person should go to the, um, to go to a restaurant to eat something. It makes no sense. But after we, you know, we sort of sorted that out. Um, in fact, I taught him a lot of things about, you know, Chutznikim and everything else. I remember when he went to Lakewood for the very first time, he said, came back and he says to me, I want to thank you very much because the most, most common question I got in Lakewood was what bracha you make on sushi. And I had no idea what sushi was, but Baruch Hashem, I remember we were discussing the Shaila of sushi, and uh, in fact, I still remember. This, I, I don't even know how long ago this is. My father was listening, maybe he'll tell me. This is a long time ago. I gave a shir in MH, in Machsika Das, for the, uh, for the start of the day, the Torah, whatever it was, and, and we discussed, I don't remember exactly, but we remember sushi came in, maybe it was Mukta, maybe it was Brachos, I don't remember. Most people over there were like, huh? What's he talking about? Right, we're going back a few years, obviously, right? Yeah, people don't understand. Anyway, so what brought you to make on a steak salad? What's the problem with a steak salad? The problem is like this. Here's my Shiloh, Rabbi. So listen carefully with the steak salad. The steak salad problem is, when you go to a restaurant and you spend 150 shekel on a steak salad, what is the majority of what they're giving you? Vegetables, obviously. Lettuce and all sorts of other things. Of course, they sprinkle in some steak over there. So the majority of the ingredients is hadoma. But the most choshev, and probably what I paid mostly for, was the steak. So which way round does it go? 
So there, Rabbi Zol Obach was masking to me that it could be there you have to make two brachas. Because since each is choshev in its own right, it's not a din in preference, what I like more. It doesn't work that way. In Yom brachas, for sure not. In Min Kadimah brachas, it does. Rishon Aleph. Right? That's the Shiloh of a guy, for example, that took the ice cream cone, right? He's got the ice cream cone, he's eating it upside down. He says, what are you doing? So he says to me, well, you don't know the halacha? Mazonus comes before shahakal. So I had to make a mazonus on the cone before the shahakal. You shaita. You don't know the Mishnah Bru in the beginning of a seminar, Rashid Aleph, that says that if you don't go in the regular Seda Hadvarim, you don't have to change what you normally do. And therefore, the same thing over here. You don't have to go and eat the, the cone in the other way around because you have to make a mazonus first. That's ridiculous. Rabbi right? Say, what can I tell you? There's people out there that just have to know more halacha. So Kaponim, where are we holding? The steak salad. So then maybe you have to make two separate brachas because each of them are chashav. But when it comes to the cheesecake, it's very, very hard to say that. Now, there is a svara to say. Listen carefully, Rabbi Sa, it's interesting. A lot of lambdas in the cheesecake, Shaila, but it's unbelievable how the Gedoyle Poiskim, we're talking about Poiskim that were cold in Kol HaToyah Kula, Yerushalmi, Bavli, Medrash, everything. We're writing tshuvas about what brach you make on a schnitzel. Because that's also the Shaila, right? Everyone knows they came to Rabbi and they asked him, what brach you make on a schnitzel? He said, what? What brach you make on a schnitzel? You wash. No, nobody just eats a schnitzel. <laughs> Who in their right mind picks up a schnitzel and just eats a schnitzel? What are you, crazy? You sit down to a suda and you eat, you wash. Come on! That's, and then you have the schnitzel in the middle of the suda. Nobody just eats a schnitzel. He couldn't understand it. You know, the Archa says an amazing thing. We're going off tangent over here. This is crazy, but it's so exciting. There's so much halachas over here. But the, the Archa says, and I was looking at this for a long time because, you know, airline meals. Always, I always have this problem. You go to an, you go to an airplane. And uh, you get the airline meal, right? It's, which is a whole sugya on its own. Do you eat it? Do you not eat it? How long does it take you to open it? You know, it's a whole, it's a whole sugya. So you find it, you got your mazonus, quote-unquote, mazonus roll, whatever that means. And anyway, I gave, um, I spoke to the owner of one of these places. He's from London. Actually, I, I should be quite a good friend of mine. He's, he's a very choshevayit. And I spoke to him as a bentoyer. He knows, he knows halacha. I said to him, how can you give, you know, what, mazonus when you're eating a suda? This is my meal. What, what, what is this? So he said to me that he heard from one of the big dayonim in England that um, you're never being koveya on a plane. Like, you never kavi a suda on an aeroplane. Because an aeroplane is just an echatimsa to get somewhere else, right? Now that's al piyalocha, al piyashkofa, by the way, that's really not true. Because at least for me, an aeroplane is a time by itself. I look forward to my time on the aeroplane where I can actually learn something and there's no phone going off and it's just kavaldic. It's not like an echatimsa, it's, it's time by itself. And every time in our lives, we should also, you know, you're in the car on the way back from Orlando right now, you can accomplish something in that time right now, right? Naftali, beautiful. So anyway, so, um, how do you get on to this? The right? The Orchashulchan says, what is the definition of not being koveya suda when you eat without a jacket? Unbelievable. That means according to Orchashulchan, the only way you koveya suda is when you sit with a jacket at the table like a mensch and you eat. Unbelievable. But anyway, we're going back to the cheesecake shayla. So there's a big svara over here to say that really you should be making a shahakol. I'll tell you why. Why am I eating cheesecake? I'm eating cheesecake to be yoyt to the mitzvah, not the mitzvah, mini klalius roll, of eating cheesecake on shvuas. No. So my ikka kavana is the cheese, because it's shvuas today. Or maybe more rightly, when it was Hanukkah, we had we ate to this minig, and we had cheesecake. So if that's the case, my ikka kavana was on the cheese. I, the mazonas, but say that's just there to hold it up. So if you can't, you can't sell someone a slab of cheese, it won't work. You have to give them, like, cheese cake. So you yoke to the cake thing by putting it on the bottom. Or you could say, another svara, and this I heard from a Dain here in Yerushalayim, he said, no, forget, I have a svara the other way around. 
that your yaitz of the shtei alechem in the Ramah that we just quoted by having the mazonas under the cheesecake. So Mamela, I want the mazonas. And if not, you're not yaitz the shtei alechem. So there are spores that go both ways. It's hard to say right, wrong. But I think a klal, and obviously we have to come out with something very clear over here. Because we've gone through just like a whole... I don't know what happened. We just went through like a whole journey in Hilchus Brochus. This was not the intention. But um, just to make it very, very clear, let's, let's come up with a maskona right now. Rabbi say it's like, you know, <laughs> what do I do? You know, very nice share, very nice lambdas. Oh, but what do, bottom line, what do I do? Give me the psak, Rabbi. So very simple. If your mazoinus at the bottom layer of the cheesecake is a very thick chosh of a layer, maybe then you'd be making a mazoinus on it. If it's a very thin layer that is simply there to hold it up, right, then it doesn't get a din mazonis wins. Now you'll tell me why the Mishnah says that every single time it's a mazonis, mazonis always wins. So I'll tell you, Shaila, that somebody called me up once. He says to me, now the English will appreciate this a little bit more. He was eating, his wife just served him shepherd's pie. Okay, the English are smiling, the Americans are like, huh? And Naftali is because he's, cause, cause, yeah, that's right. Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie is uh, a layer of mincemeat and a layer of um, mashed potato you put in the oven. Nathaniel agrees it's very, very delicious. He's getting hungry as we speak. So basically, you eat it, and he says to me, Call me up, this is Shaila Maisa, boy, say. Are you eating this right now? No. So he says to me, he says to me, my wife served it, but the problem is, I like it very, very crunchy. Now, I don't want to get into my chukas with my wife, because, you know, it's a whole shalom bias issue. Just tell me the etza. I want to sprinkle some of those yellow croutons all over the top of the, of the shepherd's pie, and this way I get that crunch. Do I have to make a bazonus on that? So, theoretically, according to the mission that we just mentioned, anything that has mazonus automatically gets the dinner of a mazonus. But no. Whenever the Mazonis is there, not for the sake of the Mazonis, but it was there for another reason. It is there to give it a crunch. It's there for decoration purposes. It's there to hold it together. For example, many people put flour in, like even soup, for example, to get it like a little bit thicker. So whenever the Mazonis is there for a different purpose, it doesn't get a dim Mazonis. And therefore the other brocha will win. Which will mean, going back to our cheesecake, if the layer of mazonis is a very hush of a layer that they want you to taste the mazonis, that's a chilek of the cake. So then, of course, then the whole cake will become a mazonis. You can't take off a bit at the top and make a shackle, but at the bottom and make a mazonis. Not allowed to do that. Primigodim asses that. So what do you do? You make a mazonis on the whole thing. Whereas, if the layer of cake on the bottom is so thin, that's just simply there just to hold it up, to serve it, to call it a cake, for whatever reason, then, of course, 100% it's got a den of a shackle, with the exception of recipes of cheesecakes, and I have investigated that there are recipes of cheesecake. And again, you guys are, you know, sitting and learning all day. I'm looking at recipe books, and there are recipes of cheesecake that actually have a lot of flour in it. It's just a cheaper way of doing it. It comes more like a spongy cheesecake as opposed to a thick, heavy uh, cheesecake. So if it's got a lot of flour in it, and the purpose of the flour isn't to combine the cheese, but is in order to make the taste and the 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 whole the whole situation of the cheesecake different. So then, yeah, that will con- then it's considered to be a mazonis. And I think a cheese blitzer as well is pretty much the same idea. That, that I think a cheesecake will also be considered to be a mazonis for the same reason as well. Um, now, um, okay, so that is. 
I think that pretty much goes with most of the things that we have to know, Legabe the cheesecake and those things. I want to mention as well some other very important alochas, although we haven't got that much time now, because I don't want to go too much over time, and we're already almost over our time. So I just wanted to go through a couple of... Um, a couple of alakos, we'll just mention maybe one of them now, and maybe we'll do the other one later, because the other one's also very, 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 very important. And this is uh, another one, which is also, again, this is Nagea to Shavuos night. We stay up the whole night, Be'ez Hashem. And whether you're in shul, whether you're at home, sometimes you want to have a bit of fresh air. So you go outside, and now you have a problem. What's your problem? The problem is, do you have to make a new bracha when you come back inside? Now, this is a shayla, by the way, that happens to us all throughout the year. Right? You're drinking a can of Coke, you go outside for, not a cigarette, you go outside for some fresh air, or because somebody calls you on the phone, right? So, uh, you come back inside, I'm drinking the same can of Coke. It's been three minutes. I'm, I'm not even thirsty. Like, every... The Shulchan says, better to come on, in Psachim. The Shulchan says, a kuf samaches, that you have to make a new bracha. And the reason is, because when you leave the place that you ate, it's hesachadas. The Rambam says, in the Shulchan Paskan's Zalocha this way, hesachadas means you lost your bracha. Now, we'll discuss this tomorrow, um, not tomorrow, Sunday, Be'ez Hashem, also very, very Nagea, right? Just to give you a little idea of what we're going to be discussing on Sunday, which is so important. How long does your bracha Rishayna last? And how long does your bracha Achreina last? Right? For example, you're staying up the whole night, you're drinking a can of Coke, you've got a coffee, right? You put, you put it in front of you, you drink a little bit, you start learning for half an hour, 45 minutes, then you realize because you didn't realize beforehand, obviously, that you've got a can of Coke in front of you that's not going cold, that's not going any colder. So you're going to drink it now to, do I still have to make a new bracha, or can I be yoked with the bracha I made before? And, uh, at what stage do I make a new bracha? This is no game all the time. You're, going, you're playing basketball, baseball, football, whatever it may be. In the middle of the game, you get yourself a drink. Do you have to make a new bracha? I made a bracha before. So that will get to Be'ez Hashem. It's very negay, Shaila. But, but just before we get that, just the Shinei Mokim issue is a very, very important issue. Because again, it's Nagei on Shavuos night, it's Nagei the whole year, and that is basically, again, when you leave your place, you automatically lose your bracha. That is the din of Shinei Mokim. I don't care if you had Das, it doesn't make a difference. Once you, once you leave the place, you lose everything. Now, uh, just to make this very, very clear, without going into too much detail over here, it only applies, and again, I'm being very, very big hitzer, it only applies to certain foods, mezoinus are not included. So if you're in the middle of a hamotzi meal, or a mezoinus food, and you go out, you, and you come back, you do not have to make a new bracha. What does apply is to shahakols, ha'ets, ha'domas, all these sort of things, which is basically drinks, candies, all these sorts of things, that you will have to make a new bracha. However, what is the definition of a shinemokim? The definition of a shinemokim is when you went out of the house. And as you left the front door of your house, of your apartment, base medrash, shul, whatever, you're on the street. That is the kuleyama shinemokim, no shaila. That's posh. You come back in three and a half seconds later. By the way, even if you're holding the coke in your hand, your coffee in your hand, you've got the coffee in your hand, you go outside to get some fresh air, you come back inside with the same coffee. It's like a brand new shahakal. You have to make a brand new shackle. Uh, if you went from room to room, for example, you went from the base medrash to the oitza to the dining room, or you went from one room in your house to another room in the house, or from the shul to the entrance, whatever it is, without leaving the area, that's what we call cheder l'cheder. Cheder l'cheder, bidiyeve, doesn't require its own new bracha, but l'chatchile you shouldn't, unless it's a place that you normally go to. 
Right, so just to be aware, and there are tons and tons and tons of details over here to discuss and to go into exactly what this means and how, and it applies throughout the whole year. You know, a certain situation you go on your porch on the Marpeset now to stroll where it's outside, but it's it's also part of my house. What din does that have? There are so many different shaders. I guess you're going to have to buy the Pokal Alocha series on, you know, Shinamokim in order to get this very, very clear. But just to remember on Shavuos night, we're being Makabal the Torah. That's what Shavuos is, right? It would be real shame to be Makabal the Torah and to be over on everything that the Torah says. It's like a real contradiction. Right? It's like on Yom Kippur, you know, a guy's Machal Yontov. He's Machal Yom Kippur. You know, while, while he's doing tshuva, he's tightening his tzitzis. And I've seen this before, Shemi Rachim. You know, that guy is standing in the shul, tight, going through his talus because he's bored during Chazoris Hashats of Yom Kippurim. And he's taking his tzitzis and he's, you know, pulling them apart. You know, you go, oh, there we are, Shamnu, Bogadnu, while he's doing an Issa. It's all at the same time. Toivel Vesheretz Beyodoi. Shemi Rachim, Rabbi Say. There's a lot of alochas. And I think by Shavuos, we have to makabal the Torah together with alochas. And therefore, we have to go along and keep all the halachas of Ezra Hashem on Sunday. We are going to go through many more of these halachas of Ezra